Hey, After Buzzers, you're watching the Once Upon a Time Season 5, Episode 16, Episode Our Decay. Stay tuned for our thoughts, predictions, and Once Upon a Weave. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I want to ride my We're all going. We're on our bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show. Um, clearly, this song has a lot of meaning for tonight's episode. Um, I'm Tiana Hobson, and joining me tonight, I've got the love of my life, Roxy Stryer. <laughs> yes, it is true. Uh, you guys can find me at Roxy Stryer, and true story, I don't know how to ride a bicycle. Wow. What? Wow. I know. Okay. Whoops. But I can sing this song. All right. Yeah, At least you're making up for it in one way. And Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And then we've got the lovely Blake McIver. Hello, and you can find me at Blake McIver. And happy belated birthday. Thank you so much. This is birthday last Blake. week. Thank so you. That's why I was not with birthday. you. Thank you. Yeah, if you guys didn't tell him happy birthday, then shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> so overall thoughts on tonight's episode. We got a lot of Zelina, and I know last week... Um, at least Marissa and I, who were here, um, <laughs> we talked a lot about our feelings on Selena, but it'd be interesting to hear Roxy and Blake's take on this. Uh, I I love having episodes with Selena, but I am sick of how all of our characters continue to trust her and trust her. I know. And trust her and mm-hmm. trust her. Uh, and think they can change her and think that with family or whatnot. I mean, <laughs> tonight we had our... Uh, <laughs> tonight we had our first instance of her potentially maybe actually having a glimmer of hope of change uh if you can call it that but i i did enjoy seeing her the flashback stuff we will get into i have quite <laughs> she's got some opinions i have quite that. some i have some thoughts on that <laughs> uh but i was glad that she was in the episode I kind of had closure on Zelina. Like, I was kind of done. I was kind of fine. Like, off, poof, you were gone. Be gone. With the wind, I was gone with the wind. Fabulous. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was not feeling uh, tonight's Zelina centricness. But we'll get into the specifics we'll, of yeah, why. Yeah, we'll get into it. And before we do, I know um, that there's a new show coming out. Um, very soon that Blake's going to fill us in Yes, on. I'm actually very excited about this show. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, it's called Containment. It's coming in just a few weeks, Tuesday, April 19th, to be very exact, on The CW. Check it out. Um, it is, it's sort of like, oh, how would you describe it? It's like, it's That's like. a contagion film? Yes. Yeah. It's like, like Outbreak. Seen the, yeah, like outbreak, outbreak meets Contagion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds really exciting. It's from the co-creator of The Vampire Diaries, which I'm obsessed with. Julie, Julie Plath. Plath. I love Julie her. Plath. I love her. <laughs> and Emmy Award winning director of Game of Thrones. So this should be an awesome, awesome show. CW does viruses, so it should be like sexy viruses. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. If I mean, you guys haven't seen the trailers, it looks intense, dramatic, scary a little, scary. very scary and riveting. Yeah, and it's like I love medical dramas, but some of the stuff on this, Ooh. like the medical scenes in the hospitals, I was covering my eyes, and so it looks very good. And I can't wait to see it. So be sure you check it out April 19th on the CW. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks, Blake. Thank you, Blake. Um, so let's get into the flashbacks for this episode. We, 
at the end of last week's episode, we see that Zelina and Hades had some sort of relationship. We didn't really know where. We it saw was. it. You mean he looked at a piece of paper and said, our romance. Like... Hit me over the head harder, please. <laughs> yeah. Please. Seriously. I mean, Hades is a hopeless romantic. Who knew? Who knew? Who I knew Hades had a heart somewhere. Um, Does so, he have a heart? Is that really love? I mean, he did feel his heart flutter. So Was it flutter so claims, or was it on fire? Was it on it's fire? probably just like a little blue flame kind just of probably. Like his hair on the left matches side. his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit. probably. Yeah. Um, well, we also got to see... Dorothy all growed up on tonight's episode, which was a little strange because... But kind of cool because she was badass. It's in a, a way. like steampunk, wanted to be in the Hunger Games kind of way, yeah. and I was not here for it. Yeah. I was the bow and arrow. I'm like, yeah. okay, I see like, what you're trying to do. Dorothy for. Everdeen, no. Girl. <laughs> I had a hard time with the casting of this. I think they kind of set her up to fail here because she walked in and I was... I know I'm not supposed to think of the movies and let that help, uh, come into my mind, but I can't help it. I have a very strong image of Dorothy and she came in and I was like, Huh? What? Like, what is happening here? Uh, She just didn't do it for me. She just, to me, felt like a knocked off version of Snow White. Because she came in with the bow and arrow. She's trying, she's stopping the evil queen at the time to from um, killing or taking the scarecrow's brain out and saving him. And with just everything, how she opened the door and she had kind of like that makeshift fur with her real outfit. It just felt very Snow White. And I was like, if you're gonna bring in Dorothy and do this, find your own angle for it. And maybe that's why I had a hard time connecting with her, because I was like, you're basically Snow White. Yeah, I mean, but, like, we've had Dorothy before for, like, very brief amount of time, to the point I can't even really remember her first appearance. Mm -hmm. And to have, I mean, I'm, I'm all for strong women, but... Her appearance and, like, what she did was really nothing that added to this episode. Mm -hmm. So why bring her in just for a short stint that literally did nothing to move the story forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, But, you know, she does save the Scarecrow for now, which feelings on the Scarecrow? He's a little animated buddy. That was kind of different. So we realized that this, he already has his brain, so this is after they went to the wizard. Right. Yeah. Right. Poor, poor guy. Which he didn't have one, now he has one, then he took him away again. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there as early as I can so I can try to harp on it at a very small amount. <laughs> From the scarecrow to the set design in tonight's episode, oh my bismal. Like, <laughs> it, that, that was a tough look for Roxy, the scarecrow. Yeah, Roxy had a hard time with a lot of Well, Oz For me, the scarecrow yeah. looked like Pinocchio, Pinocchio from Shrek. Yeah. It did look like Pinocchio I from Shrek. Agree. I thought that's who it was at first, almost. I, like, yeah, I didn't know was, who it was at first. His look was so strange, and when the, we went back to where Dorothy's house fell, and it was like, literally, I could have made it with toothpicks, and <laughs> and then we uh, when we were looking at Emerald's Oz, we have the, that backdrop, oh, and I was Munchkin like, Lands. oh, Munchkinland, I was like, oh my god, my fourth grade niece drew that picture, like... <laughs> Oh, and it probably God. looks better. Yeah, <laughs> I have to let my imagination. Like, okay, it, it, fine, fine. I have to accept it. But your question was, how did Scarecrow look? Not good. 
<laughs> not good. <laughs> very Shrek Pinocchio-ish. Yeah. Yeah, very. He just, oh, my God. Now so that's right. all I can think of, Blake, is, <laughs> you're so right. is Pinocchio and Shrek. Sorry. Um, But one of the things, because, so Dorothy stops her from killing um, the Scarecrow first, or taking his brain, not killing him, just making him dumb again, I guess. Um, and then we Hades. Yeah, Toto. Yeah, Toto was that there. That was Toto in yeah. a messenger bag. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt bad because she didn't even say, like, come on, Toto. It was just like. Right? Oh, she ran is. off without Toto. Yeah, Toto. I was like, um, you're not going to wait to see if Zelina tries to steal your dog? Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hades shows up, and it's instant that you can kind of see a spark and a similarity between the two of them when she's um, in Munchkin Land trying to find out who hiding the scarecrow and she That's makes a reference. So she, funny. There was a wicked portion. reference in here. Yes, there that was. I got yeah. really a excited really about this one. Though. <laughs> yeah. But it was also like really like counterintuitive yes. because she kills this munchkin called Bach, mm-hmm. who, if anybody knows the show, is turns out to be the Tin Man. Spoiler yes. alert! Yeah. So it was very bizarre, right? <laughs> Why would they choose that name and then just like, oh well, and you're dead? I think that was like a small Easter egg. It was a nod to us, like we know that you know this world, and now we're gonna take a crap on it a little. Yeah, bit. We're just gonna <laughs> poo on it a yeah. bit, and we're just gonna a skosh. kill one of your favorite characters. Too. Yeah. It was very interestingly <laughs> strange. Yeah. The man does not last. Um, no. But, I mean, what did you guys think? The chemistry between Selena and Hades, you know, they kind of talk about, or he talks about how, you know, he has a older brother who is a god who got everything, and she has Regina who, in her eyes, got the easy end of the deal and has gotten everything, so they bond over their similar feelings and this whole time-traveling spell that she wants to create. Okay. I have. Oh, Marissa has thoughts. Good amount to say. <laughs> oh, I'll kind of be nice. I I understand their similarities, and they have a lot of things that they can like bond on. But and you know we watched this episode, and we can see it kind of progress after the whole flashbacks, and we keep seeing everything. But I didn't really believe it in this episode because it seemed too fast and rushed. They it was like they put out the fact that they used to be course ships and I don't even know what to call them because they were friendly but I didn't believe in the first one because we haven't had enough screen time with them to believe that they could have an actual good romance yeah I think that's fair I think that's really fair I am not positive if I love to hate this or I hate to love this Mm. I feel very conflicted inside at first I was with you Marissa where I was like there just hasn't been enough time. I don't know how this could possibly be. But then I also am a lover of love and, and do believe in love at first sight and all of those things that you in fantasy worlds would like to exist, uh, believe exist. So I kind of was like, ooh, this is amazing. Ew, Roxy, stop. No, you love it. <laughs> Shut up, Roxy. <laughs> and, and that's how it went. That's, for me. That's the voices in my head were saying the same thing, except they were calling me Tiana and not Roxy. Princess Tiana? <laughs> Princess Tiana yes. is what they were saying. Dreams do come true. Yes, <laughs> dreams do come true. But I agree. I think that for as bad as these two together are, it is sort of nice to see two people who are quote-unquote evil finding someone who they are compatible with in a way that they see everyone else going off and living their happily ever after. Why couldn't they live theirs, but then the thought of two people that evil and that vindictive together, right? T- coming together to torment other people just seems wrong and yeah. like 
not a good idea. My source material bias like gives me the hardest <laughs> time with this because it's just like to reconcile Oz and Mount Olympus in like the same conversation is just very difficult for me. <laughs> very it's just difficult. very difficult. Yeah. But, you know, oh, oh, sorry. It's just like I I get that they're trying to make the audience believe their relationship, but it started off on such a bad note between those two. Him literally, Hades literally going up to Zelina saying, "No one loves you," and then. Ouch. 20 minutes later, be like, oh, but I love you. I was like, I didn't believe that. Neither did she. Which is why at first, I do think it works in some weird way because she is kind of like us in that she's saying, what are you talking about? Your heart is that I don't believe you. You're in this for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's right to question him and be skeptical. So that part definitely worked for me. Neither one of them have any reason, like no one in their lives has ever given them a reason to trust in someone else, especially for having feelings for them because they're made to believe that they're unlovable and that it will never happen for them. Right. Yeah, but all right, let's stop making them the victim for a second. (laughs) Zelina is incredibly unlovable because she's one of the worst people that's ever been on television. Which is she just a product of her situation? She might be. She was given up from birth, a mother who was like, I can't love you. I don't want anything to do with you. But you know, T, you, take I'm gonna, this I'm gonna to the argue real world that. for no. a second. I'm, I'm going to argue that because we've seen so many opportunities where we could have trusted Lena. She's like, oh, let me do this for you. And then she literally kicks us in the butt immediately afterwards. There's so many situations where they want us to trust her and she literally on purpose goes behind her back and stabs us. But yeah. the same could be true And I don't think that's from her from situation when... that she grew up is because like she's conniving. Even if it is the situation you grow up, you have to look at this the real world for a second. She's essentially a serial killer and a terrorist. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm not kidding by that. You know, we can Mm -hmm. look at Mm -hmm. these people in real life and you can say, wow, that sucks that they grew up like that. Their parents were like that. They were never loved. Whatever it is. But at some point, you have to stop making excuses for people and realize that they are cold-hearted killers. So Zelina has proved herself time and time again to be a cold-hearted killer. But that just can go to say that the evil queen proved herself over and over again, and then one day she stopped. She actually did went through the change and realized what she was doing and how it was affecting people, and she gave in. She even said tonight, she realized that her enemies became her family. I love this so much. That was so a great much. line. You yeah. know? So I'm just saying that Zelina, it can happen. You can be that evil and that vindictive and, you know, be a product of your surroundings, and then one day kind of wake up and rise up. Yeah, but the thing, that's what makes Regina and Zelina so far different from each other because Zelina has had multiple opportunities where she could have stepped up and made good choices, but she decided to still be evil and stab everyone in the back. Yeah, but Regina did that for a long time, too. A very long time. But we see Regina step up in moments to help redeem things and go out of the way to help Charmings and save people's lives. Do you think Zelina could get to that point, though? Maybe Zelina is just currently an earlier stage Regina. Yeah, because I'm just saying Regina has had more years of being bad and evil and hurting people than she has being a good person. So Zelina could still just be on the road to recovery, in a way. I'm not defending her. I'm just saying there's the other side I mean, to that it. I'm not saying rehab she can't. Have to work rehab. Overtime. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Zelina can't. I'm saying she's had multiple opportunities with all the screen time of her. She still decides to be bad. If anything can do it, it's having a child and being in love. Those are two things that would really make somebody change. Although, I don't even know if I want her to change. Like, would you guys want to see good Zelina kicking around? 
I don't want to see know. any more Zelina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get that. She can. I'm done. She needs to find an ivory tower and stay there. Um, but I do want to talk before we move on from the flashbacks is this bike ride that they went on. Oh. Because, I mean, how romantic is a nice little tandem bike ride? This was Roxy romantic. wouldn't know she can't ride a bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Wow. First of all, I've probably been on more tandem bike rides than any of you guys because I can't ride a bike. Oh I am always tandem. <laughs> Uh, this was the most out-of-character scene I think that has ever been on this show. Zelina's laugh. Oh my god, it was so scary. Are you kidding? Really creepy. And for, Slash for my... Snort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Snort. Are you joking? And for my cinephile people out there, it's definitely a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid complete yeah. <laughs> rip. Like, as soon as he put her on the handlebars, I was like, oh, are we gonna hear raindrops keep falling on my head? Like, yeah. what are we doing? What show are we in? Yeah, it was really strange and it was weird seeing someone who's not a happy person (laughs) trying to be happy because it was like that that laugh and it's like, ooh, clearly she's never laughed before. In the she ugliest, the grossest <laughs> setting. The setting that could have been my legitimate like swamp backyard that was supposed to be this place. They get on the bike. I wrote down, you're kidding. You're kidding me. Oh, it's involved. Yeah, too. Like, it's you're, you got, what, how did this get cleared to be on my TV today? Like, <laughs> what happened? Sorry. I think it was interesting that they were trying to show a moment where she was actually happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like Tiana, you meant laughing, but like more so just happy and out of character yeah. in a way that she had a moment of vulnerability. Well, she wasn't thinking about vengeance Not for like one split second. Yeah. Marissa, you're yeah. absolutely right. That's what they were trying to show. To, for me, it didn't yeah, I work. <laughs> but yeah. I, I well, see what they were trying to do. It didn't work because it was just awkward. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. It worked because she would be awkward because she's never experienced it before. So it's actually kind of a great nod to, you know, the character's acting because you have to put yourself as Zelina. Like, this is a person who's never felt a day of happiness. She doesn't know what that's like. You think she would just start cackling? Yeah, I think (laughs) she would. She's like, this is what you're supposed to do. And it's never come out of her before. So it would be an awkward, weird sort of sound that's made. (laughs) I think it was a very well done character choice in that moment. 313 Yolanda says the motorcycle ride was romantic. Blue 69 Bees says, well, she is the Wicked Witch. She has to have a weird laugh. That's Um, true. And many people tonight have said preach Blake. (laughs) And actually you look badass. (laughs) Yeah, she does. She was like, I'm not going to say the one about myself. I'm going to let someone else say it for me. (laughs) Thanks, Marissa. (laughs) Thanks, Ivan Soto. There you go. So then, you know, let's because then we know that Zelina basically breaks Hades' heart and was like, I don't believe you. Go away. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to kiss you. You're trying to get me sidetracked and use my spell to have your own motives with your brother. You know what? And, like, good for her for saying that because, like, girlfriend, no one trusts you, so it kind of makes sense that you wouldn't trust other people. Right, yeah. yeah. Do any of us think, even now, uh, that that could be true, that Zelina could be right about his motives? I think so. I think there's still a chance. I I believed him only because when they were on that bike and they fell down and like he kind of like took a breath. I go, oh my gosh, he just felt his heart flutter for the first time in like mm. ages. This is true love. But I mean, they brought up Zeus a lot tonight, so I really hope that we play more into this whole like. I'm trying to take back Olympus. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing it because they prefaced the episode with. Hades one needing true love. 
you know, true love's kiss. And then they bring Zelina in, and I'm like, I don't know. Because this whole time you've seen Zel- this, uh, uh, Hades just be straight up evil and badass in that way. So, like, I can't really believe that he can be good. Couldn't she have tested him? Couldn't she have been like, okay, kiss me, and if you really are in love with me, then you'll be the be- ruler of Olympus. And if you aren't, then you're going to, I don't know. But is it a beast type true love's kiss where like he ha- like she has to love him for it to work? I think so. Because mm-hmm. like true love it goes both otherwise, ways. But otherwise, Hades would just I be kissing that- everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she's just scared because she doesn't know what she's feeling. She doesn't know what will happen, and she's uncertain and she's not used to being in that fragile of a situation Hmm. um and then we get into current day and we have um hades forcing rumple to create this portal to go to storybrook because he wants to get zelena's baby well lo and behold they accidentally grab up (laughs) zelena the baby and bell oh look the sky (laughs) is red Uh, oh (laughs) <laughs> they that they did call it horrible. out in like the worst way. And it was just amazing how Zelina knew that was the underworld. Yeah. What? And Belle willingly jumped into that portal with a baby. That was she smart. grabbed that baby She's and like, jumped. I'm gonna what? go anywhere but here with you, Zelina. What was that thought process? There was I'm, no thought process. She, she knows that portals could bring you all over the place. Like, think about all of the different locations she could have ended up. She could have been in Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> no. But did she jump so much as it was supposed to be her, like, grabbing the baby and, and then falling. losing balance and no. falling she, because the earth was, was like, shaking? No, Team? I'm going to take the baby away from you, jump into this portal because you can't get a hold of me. Why not push Zelina in? Yeah. Shove yeah. her in. Grab she couldn't, like, shove take the baby and go. Grab, shove. Yes, but... Yeah. Very athletic grab looking shove. when you do it like that. I'm grab thinking, shove. like, a football, like, grab, shove. But yeah, that works, yeah. too. Do you think that there would be a training boot camp where they teach specifically that in Storybrook? Like, right. if you're ever involved in a portal situation, this grab is what and you push. Do. It's like the bend and snap, but the grab and shove. The grab and shove. Yeah. Grab and shove. Works every time. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so... Once we get there, you know, Belle is still very protective over the baby. She's not letting Zelina come near her and is like, nope, stay away from us. And wanders off in this new place by herself with the baby. With the baby. I mean, yes. And Zelina can't walk. Anywhere away from Zelina. Yes. Let's all note it that Zelina could not walk. No. She had hurt her foot in some sort. She looked like she was in pain. I was like, good, good. So Zelina goes straight to, like, Snow's apartment to go get help from everybody she's like look we're in here our baby's under you know is under attack nothing's safe we need to get find the baby did she ever say like bell has the baby so the baby's not really like lost 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 lost. she just no i don't need in danger because hades wants the baby (laughs) i don't know um but you know we get a lot of moments between robin regina and selena Marissa, like, yeah, take her eyes. Right. <laughs> um, I okay. I loved Robin in this moment, saying, "Like, I, I haven't even named my daughter because I'm too busy protecting her from you." I'm like, "Yes, Robin, you, you lay all your problems out right now. She needs to listen to this." This was but, one of the weirdest lines of the entire episode, Marissa. I have not named my daughter because I don't know her yet. What parents know their kid when they're naming them? But, but maybe in fairness, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but in fairness, they've been in the underworld for a long time now. Which 
And even us audience don't even know that child. Yes, but which Zelina brought up a great point. You haven't named your daughter because you're protecting her from me. Zelina has been out of the picture, but you voluntarily came on a trip to the underworld and left our daughter in Storybrooke alone. With the Storybrooke Blue Fairy. Alone. Yeah, with the Blue mm-hmm. Fairy alone. We can't bring so a baby could, can in the world. I know, but he could have stayed with the baby and gotten did. to know the baby so that the baby could have a name. I just liked when Zelina said, it's the only moment of Zelina's that I actually appreciated tonight when she was like, oh God, I hope he didn't name her like Britney or Nancy, or even worse, Miriam. Yeah. Like, Miriam. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. But I mean, all the while they're going through the forest looking for Belle and the baby, I didn't notice a significant limp from Zelina. There was like one shot like where one she shot. had a limp and then it was gone. It yeah. came and went. So then she didn't have it, and then they find Belle, and this is when, you know, everyone's like, okay, we'll give her a shot. You know, her magic doesn't work here. We'll let her give the baby the bottle that she still had from the nursery. Um, And once You're kidding me, team. No. Like, no. (laughs) Would you ever, ever trust anything from Zelina? That's your child. You're giving it to Zelina. It's your child. I don't care if she doesn't even have her magic. We've seen so many potions, nefarious potions. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. You don't even know what's in that bottle. I wouldn't even have taken the bottle and given it to the baby. No. Yeah, I mean, it's all very sketchy, but they do it anyway, and then Zelina gets her spark of power and poofs them back and takes off with the baby. And then this is the part where, for the first time, I actually had some sort of, like, feelings for Zelina. And, you know, she's holding the baby and trying to get her... Um, sweet pea to you know quiet down and then notices the scratch on her on her cheek and she's like my magic did this I did this I can't protect her down here Um, I'm hurting my child and that's the first time she's actually been a responsible parent in my eyes completely agree I flipped so quickly I was like Zelina I I love you I feel for you yeah I feel for you girl you can come back to the good side I'm so sorry I ever doubted you (laughs) well that's so nice that that side of the room is convinced I said about you I'm sorry Uh, I know I I yell at them for like forgiving her ever but I'm that person All right, Blake, wow. you start? Oh, well, no. I mean, it just, no, that wasn't <laughs> no. enough for me. I mean, not, not even when she was giving the baby back and, like, in tears, just, like, take her, keep her away from me. Like, I can't protect her here. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, like, the, that's the whole point. It's like, yeah, you should have never tried to come after her in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you, you, you got the baby under false pretenses. Like, your selfishness led to this point. So, like, no, you can't just decide to be a good mother. It's like, you know... It's better than deciding not to be, though. (laughs) Well, yes, yes. But, like, that's, you know, on the scale of great decisions. I completely agree with everything you're saying, Blake, too, because, like, you... Zelina, I can't even speak. (laughs) Zelina, that was your choice to make all these bad decisions, and now you literally got it up to the point where you now you just feel like a terrible mother. It's like, yeah, because you have been a terrible mother. And, yeah, you're not the one who deserves to take care of that child. The charmings are. Everyone who's been protecting that child, they're the ones who are entitled. And and it's just like, I get she's trying to be vulnerable. I was like, okay, great, you're human. Now now do what's right and give the now child back to the, to the rightful people who should be 
protecting that child. Now, let me ask you guys something. I think based off of the flashbacks, I don't believe this anymore, but initially when I was watching this episode, I was thinking, what if this child is actually Hades? Hades. If it's Zelina and Hades. Now, I don't think it is because based off the flashbacks, I don't think they slept together. But if it was a different person's baby... Would Regina or Charming or Robin or any of them, would anybody be able to have any say in this child's life but Zelina? Oh, probably not. Probably not. So we would be okay then, even though they thought the baby was theirs, them just handing it over to Zelina. But if it's Hades' baby? Mm. Then what claim do they have over it and... I mean, in that case, like, Auntie Meg should be raising the child. (laughs) Because I was thinking that, and while they're fighting so hard for the kid, I'm like, what if this kid isn't even theirs? And then what are they going to do? Just stop fighting? This poor baby is going to, (laughs) like... Indeed. Poor (laughs) kid. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, the main factor in what made Zelina give the baby up is that she thinks that Hades hates her and is now after her child to do the spell because she needed innocence for it so you know a newborn baby is you know as innocent as you innocence love wisdom and kindness yes so that's you know about as innocent as you can get um but then you know her and hades finally see each other in the underworld and that's an interesting conversation where it goes from her being like i'm gonna protect my baby and he's like I brought the baby. I was kidnapping her for you because I wanted you cool here. Cool twist. And, like, and I built I, you an entire here. model world. Oh, at least we got explanation. We did get our explanation. It's creepy explanation. And do we like the fact that the, the whole reason why Underworld looks like Starbrook is because of Zelina? Ugh. No. Barf. Technically, it's because of Regina and what she created that... Well, because he was like, oh, she did that, so you're going to want one that looks just yeah. like it. But I can't really make one that looks just like it. <laughs> no, so I'll like, make you a fractured, messed up version. Red sky. Yeah. The Red justification sky. was for Zelina out of Hades' quote-unquote love. No. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, he actually enjoyed it. At yeah, least no, I, got I think something. his intentions were pure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love a good love story, and I think that Hades is actually like a nice guy right now. Uh, well, I think Hades at the core is a hopeless romantic. Yes. Like, I think he turned evil out of necessity. You know, you can't just be like a sweet guy all the time when you're the lord of the underworld. What yes. is their ship? Would it be Zelades or would it be <laughs> Hel- 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 Helena? <laughs> Helena or I kind of like the ladies. That's a cool name. Or Zadies. It's like like the ladies, but But the ladies. ladies. Oh, I love the ladies. I mean, he even did the most romantic thing ever, which was torture her birth mother to find out what her real birthday was. That's like, that's not romance. I don't know what it is. I just feel gypped that we didn't get that scene, because I would have loved a Barbara Hershey torture scene. That would have been great. Small in on that. April 15th, which is also tax day, right? Right? Oh, yeah. 14th, oh, 14th. Oh, 14th. I don't know. I feel like April 15th keeps coming up all over the place. But <laughs> April 15th. So, Zelina, it's Pay almost your, taxes, your birthday. Kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, it's happy, her birthday. Happy almost birthday, Zelina. Congratulations. You lost your child. Yes. All of, all of the above. Um, and Be gone before someone drops a house on you. And then, True. Speaking of evil people, we also have this Bell and Rumple 
situation that goes down. Part 17, Part B. Yes. Well, I, finally. I again? <laughs> <laughs> finally, though. I mean, oh. finally she has to realize everything that's going on with her man. Marissa, finally. I don't even feel like she does. He comes clean to her, and she doesn't say, like, I'll never be with you. She's still kind of on the fence. He's like, no, no, trust me. I love you. I love the sword. You'll learn to love me loving the sword. Yeah, you can have the dark one and your baby and all of it. No. No. But, I mean, he kind of raises a valid point. She knows that he's not changing, and she keeps going back to him like a drug addict in cocaine. That's right. She knows that it's bad for her, that it's not doing anything right, but she keeps going back to him like a bad habit. Cut it out. (laughs) This is messed up. I am so done. I was the biggest shipper of this relationship. I don't care anymore. You guys have officially ruined it for me. I don't. Here's what I don't care about anymore. It's okay, so I'm sick of her going back and forth and him proving her wrong or right every time by becoming this monster. First of all, he was very forthcoming with the information. He was like, Yeah, look, you're pregnant. Which is weird that like he yeah. told you Ooh. that you're pregnant. I didn't know I was yeah. pregnant. Like, yeah, basically. The like, spin-off. But you already sold my child. Yes. Yeah, her facial expression, the transition yeah. from I'm <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Well, no, no that, like, face, that face was do? just, I shouldn't have had a bottle of apple schnapps last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have that. And then he's like, right after that, yeah, all my powers. Oh, wait, you're the dark one again? Oh, snaps. And, like, he came right out with all the information. And I just want her to now either accept who he is and be with him or decide not to be with him and actually stay away from the guy. Yeah. yeah. Once upon a video says Bell only leaves when he's nice and comes back when he's an ass, which is kind, That's of, kind of true. true. Remember he finally was a changed man and she was like and she was like, yeah, I can't I'm good. do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotta chill. And, well in fairness too, like when Rumpel's somewhat quote unquote good, he'll send Bell away to places. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. he wanted to send Bell across the line? Yep. To New York. Yeah. Mm. Um But yeah, you know, he's this beast, and I feel like she keeps trying to change the bad boy, and everyone knows that the bad boy, you know, we waste our lives times trying to change them, and that there's always, even if they do change, there's always that side of them that's the dangerous part, and if you're attracted to him as a bad boy or as the beast, then there's also still something in him that, that that part of him is what drew you to him as well. So he does raise a valid point that she does love the man and the beast. To quote the end of the film... It is you. (laughs) (laughs) See? Exactly. So, Belle, just figure out your life and keep it going. And then, I mean, Henry's going through a lot right now, and so are are Snow and Charming. Um, Henry's got some hormones. Teenage emo teens. And he's now trying to use his writing abilities as the author to help them write the story, but he can't figure out how it's working because he can't remember writing the stuff. He just kind of wakes up and pages are written. But are we buying that? Or are we thinking that there is still the undercurrent of he's going up in his room, closing the door, and writing stories for Cruella? I don't know. Mm. It's so hard to tell because we, the audience, hasn't seen it physically. It kind of reminds me of, like, Heroes. If you guys ever watched that show, Mm. there was a painter who, like, he would get high and paint a lot of drawings and whatnot but he wouldn't remember it 
and he'll like get into the state where like he does something and then later on it actually plays a part but he doesn't remember it kind of makes me feel like maybe henry's like in some sort of trance and he's writing these stories and he just doesn't know and he's not aware he doesn't yeah. seem like henry to me and that might be because he's growing up or it might be because he's under some sort of trance or he's transitioning into things or whatever it is uh but something's up here and i think we got to keep our eyes peeled yeah yeah um yeah 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 Something's going but, on. Oh. In, well, to, to argue that, too, because, again, I'm torn. Because the pages, we see, you know, not to jump ahead, but we see he says that, oh, you know, Charming, David and Mary Margaret went to go talk to their son. And how did Henry know about that? And how did he write it if it wasn't true? I don't know. I love keeping Neil alive, but we spent too many minutes on this this episode. Them going the to... The haunting phone booth. And, yeah. but, and, and I would have rather just cut straight there and heard what they had to say to him. Yeah, yeah. I wanted because to hear. We, instead of this Goosebumps novel this, that we got. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This was a show-don't-tell moment. For, like, I need you to show me what's happening. Don't just tell me they're going and then say that it happened. Uh, what? What? Okay. And then, yeah. and I then think the bigger no reveal is because it was in the pages. Yeah. yeah. But... Like, for the guy who's behind them in line to not even know how it works or if it works, for me, I was like, so it says, first of all, the blind witch called it a level one haunting. So you really want to haunt Haunt your your newborn? Because that just sounds to me like the kid Mm -hmm. could get scared because, and then no one knows how it works exactly. So is this a good haunting or a bad one? Are you, daddy love you. Yeah. Is it going to be something (laughs) that like scorns the child for life? We find out that they've made him go to sleep easier, but I, I'm with you. It was a sketchy thing to do in the first place. And then for us not to hear this, it was, it could have been a really big heartfelt moment. And instead it was just, came and went and took up a lot of screen time. Yeah, but what I do like is that, you know, what they kind of explained to Emma was, you know, Emma, basically we've done exactly what we did to you to Neil. Right. You know, he's there, he's alone, he doesn't know. We've been gone, we were supposed to be here for one day and get back, and now it's been, we don't even know how many days. She's like, wouldn't it have been better if you knew that someone was out there and that they loved you? Like, wouldn't you have felt safer and better growing up knowing this instead of growing up thinking that your parents didn't love you enough and all these crazy things. So I understand where they're coming from. It just was kind of a sketchy thing. And to believe anything that the blind witch says who <laughs> makes you ble- breathe into a tube because human or... Human oh, breath. Oh, yeah. That's coming back. Fetch as well. Yeah. We're gonna I, I try breath. to bottle up the I true love. I love Emma Caulfield, so she's amazing. Yeah, she <laughs> is great. She, she is, is great. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about from this episode that no, I might no, have missed. No, no, no. We saw Mother Superior for a quick second. Yeah. yeah we, did. we saw two of her. Yes. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, now and she's the only one who's with uh, the baby, so... She's the only true. one left in Storybrooke right now. <laughs> true. Yeah. And uh, the clock said 826. Oh. Tick-tick. So more more souls more are passing. Souls yes. Just keep Bye. guiding right out of there. So before we get into our predictions, should we do a little Once Upon a Weave? We do have some Once Upon a Weave. Uh-huh. Um, yes, okay, it's very conflicted, Once Upon a Weave this week. All right, <laughs> honorable mention, and even though I don't even like her, I don't know why I'm giving her honorable mention, but Zelina's flashback weave, I do like that red. <laughs> that red, red works for me with the, mm-hmm. sorry, with the, with the green, the green skin, yes. the red. Red it's and like green it's go good. well together. They yeah. really look good. It, it is. 
the winner of tonight, obviously, it's bias, like so much bias, but it's Belle. Like every time Belle's weave is back, it looks more luscious than ever. Like I know we don't like her storyline right now. We're mad at her, whatever. That hair is on point. And I do have a dishonorable mention. Ooh. And you're going to be mad at me again. And no, I'm sorry. it cannot be Regina. It is because she wore that Britney Spears 2000s bucket cap <laughs> that looked like she was going to the VMAs in 2001. And I just couldn't stand for it. And But when she took it off, the weave was lovely so i was like girl why'd you have that hat on that bucket hat we left that in the early 2000s so her once upon a weave was actually good the it weave was, was good the, it, was it was the, the hat covering hat. it was the that hat. awful britney bucket hat okay. so blame the hat you guys i do blame the <laughs> don't hat. blame, blame the hat. Hat. i don't blame regina <laughs> me neither uh thank you blake we always enjoy those um and let's get into some predictions and now you're after buzz tv Gaston! <laughs> no one <laughs> fights like Gaston. That was so much better than me, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you, that's when you just don't say anything. <laughs> when I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs. Sorry, I'll stop. I know, I'll stop. We, we, don't have time, we don't have time for this. <laughs> but Gaston is back, and he's looking to get some revenge because he was killed by Rumple. And... Well, okay, in fairness. We saw when Gaston appeared for like less than a minute on screen back in season one. Mm-hmm. He was turned into a rose, and yet we and then the, the rose was just there, rose. and then we're, yeah, Ever. and and Ever. we're just led to believe that the rose died. That's it. But those enchanted roses don't die. They well, just the petals I, stay I don't think there. that was an enchanted rose. That was just a rose. just a rose, oh, okay. just a, just an old plebeian rose. Yes, I can't hear the word rose with the show without having that. Thinking of the horror. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I think of the Titanic. I thought that's where we were. Oh, all okay. 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 No. okay, never okay. let go, never Rose. <laughs> anyway, never let go. I'll never let Tiana. go, Roxy. <laughs> Make room for me on the door. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. Still bitter about that to this day. There was room. 20 years. But Gaston oh is God. back. He's got a lot to say. He wants, I mean, I don't even know if he wants a shot with Belle still or what. At this point, Probably. I'm like, all right, Gaston and Belle, I'm going to ship you guys. Great. Fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm here for anything that, like, returns this story back to, like, some semblance of the source material. Right. Like, I know I sound like a broken record with that, but anything that, like, gets us back to the film story, sure, fine. Gaston, bring it. Mm-hmm. I like it, too, because it gives maybe Rumple another reason to maybe try to be good in a way. I mean, because, like, dude, you, you had your shot with Bill multiple times, and you're ruining it every single time. So if Gaston could be the man that you couldn't be, sure. Go for it. We're all about stories going off on the creative ends and mm-hmm. how Once Upon a Time loves to do that. And if, like, Gaston ends up being the guy, I'm all for it. Me too. I never thought I would say that, but they've done it. They've killed my dreams of... of those two. Yeah, those and, two. And this exactly Gaston, you know, from what I saw, he didn't... He's not too bad looking. He's very attractive. He's very attractive. He seems like a nice guy who wears plaid shirts and just a lumber wants... Job. A lumbersexual. Yeah, yeah. he just wants some revenge on the guy who ruined his life. Were, Fair. Were like, you guys let's just look at all going to let me say hubba hubba and nobody was going to make fun of me at all? That was ridiculous. <laughs> um, maybe we, maybe we all felt the you. same way. <laughs> we accept you for who you I are. I came out of my mouth. I just want him to say crazy old Maurice. Eh? Yeah. Crazy Maybe we'll get old Maurice. Where's her father? We don't know. We need Maurice. Yeah, no, we, we really do. We need everyone. Dude, we need Maurice. 
All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our rants about <laughs> this show. Such a rant. Basically, I mean, we got so off topic mo- multiple times, but I hope you guys appreciated it and liked it as much as we did. Um, where can the good folks find y'all? You guys can find week? me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And you can find me everywhere at Blake McIver. And you can find me at the Tiana Hobson. And make sure you check out all the after shows that we do here. You can find us all over the web at AfterBuzz TV. Roxy's staring at me, which is a little creepy, but I just love not her really. So much. Yeah, real. <laughs> Thank you guys love so much for her. tuning in, and we'll see you next week. True love kiss. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 